it's just about 4 p.m. here on a Thursday. You know what that means. It is time for Everything Under the Sun here on KDNK. I'm your host, Raleigh Burley. Big shout out to Beth for an awesome set. So much fun. And a big shout out to Alexa and Sophia for choosing out some great tunes. For today's show, uh, I'm so pleased to be joined by the one and only Haddison Rensberry. <laughs> I don't know a lot of me. There's only one as far as I know. <laughs> well, I know a Haddison Rensberry who kicks butt on Katie and K News. And then I also know a Hattie Rensberry who designs the Soper Sun. You know, it's like saying uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne are never in the same room at once, right? Mm, I've been kind of suspicious, but... Uh, you know, seeing as, oh. I realized since I've never played this together. Oh, sorry, that was the voice of Ken Pletcher who does that theme song for us. Shout out to Ken who wrote an incredible article this week about the prospect of uh, nuclear power coming to Western Colorado. It's it's a long piece that he put a lot of time into, and it's a good one. Well, but Ken's always like really thorough. He makes a lot of efforts to create pieces that are informative without being flippant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you know, he comes from a background with the Encyclopedia Britannica. And so he's teaching me as an editor things about grammar all the time. And that's nice, too. What a valuable asset. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. And he plays two guitars at the same time. Uh, so anywho, uh, yesterday... With uh, the interns that you you heard the voice of Alexa on Beth's show just now, um, Carbondale Community School intern uh, in eighth grade, and then also Emily joined, and uh, I got to take them up to Takah and Willits, where there was this big presentation happening from several local media outlets, uh, including none less than the Aspen Daily News, Katie and K, La Tricolor. Aspen Public Radio, the Aspen Times, Aspen Journalism, and the Post Independent. And it was kind of a culmination of uh, many months of work uh, around this time last year. There was a, uh, a call for grant applications from the Colorado Media Project. And a lot of us applied, a lot of those organizations. And instead of giving it to any one of us, they said, you know what, here's $25,000 why don't you all work together and see what you can come up with? And so um, that was kind of phase one. And phase one involved like, let's get a bunch of media or data. Let's study this issue. Let's uh, kind of dig in and, uh, and come up with some proposals for a second year opportunity to apply for a grant. Uh, and so the issue that we're looking to solve is uh, serving our Spanish-speaking population here in the Roaring Fork Valley uh, better. And so part of that was teaming up with something called Corona Insights, um, unrelated to the SARS COVID-19 virus, um, to put out a big survey. And we got about 155 responses um, on these questions surrounding how are we doing serving the Spanish-speaking population well, and seeing as uh, you were busy putting together our paper, we thought maybe we could go over a few of the findings from those survey results and kind of talk about where we're looking between all these media organizations. Heck yeah, fill me in. All right, well, so 
Uh, to start, let's just uh, talk a little bit about the research goals. Um, so number one, to estimate the awareness and consumption of local outlets that serve the Roaring Fork Valley, to understand the patterns and consumption by source, mode, and content, to access what residents want from state and local media and how they evaluate the performance of news organizations here in the Valley, and to understand barriers of trust. And these are, once again, kind of specifically geared toward the Spanish-speaking residents of the Roaring Fork Valley. And so we did this big survey. We got 155 responses through some outreach efforts. A big uh, shout-out to Zabdi, a CMC alum, who helped us uh, bring little cards with QR codes into all the Spanish-owned businesses here in the Valley. Uh, but the summary of respondents is pretty interesting. Um, we uh, had 76% female respondents, female identifying respondents. Um, 81% of respondents spoke Spanish. So that was a good sign that we kind of got our target. Um, yeah, that seems like like progress. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, I think those two statistics jump out. 67% uh, identified as Democrat. So, you know, that tells you a little bit about, like, we didn't capture everybody with this survey. It might say that um, female-identifying Democrats are more inclined to take surveys. I don't know. A different I finding? I don't know. What's interesting to me is that um, 71% of respondents were from Garfield County, which is really great mm-hmm. for Katie and Kay and for... Um, the Soper Sun, right. considering how much of our audience lives in the county. That's a really good point. Yeah, where uh, 12% are from Pickin of these respondents, 13 from Eagle, but really representing Garfield County. Um, yeah, so good for our media outlets. I think a lot of, uh, yeah, Pickin County workers may live in Garfield County as well. Um, mm-hmm. So there might be some crossover there. Definitely. Uh, So here are some key findings. Most Spanish speakers want to receive their local news in a mix of Spanish and English. So I think that kind of like breaks this perception that it all needs to be in Spanish. And uh, something we've found in Sol del Valle is like this desire from contributors to really engage with both languages. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you think of people who aren't first generation And if they're growing up speaking Spanish in the household, but English with their friends, it just makes sense that uh, they want something more bicultural, bilingual that speaks to their lived experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and we have a couple schools in the area that, you know, um, even students with English as their first language are learning Spanish at a young age now, which is such a cool asset to have bilingual content on a regular basis anyways for the entire community and especially for our spanish-speaking constituents that like like you said may not get to use it outside of the household as much that's a really good point though that it it's benefiting everybody when we make things bicultural bilingual because suddenly people who may have grown up speaking only english get to engage with um you know i think of languages almost as like thought patterns like uh, there's this lovely quote that I heard once that's, if you want to build something, speak German. If you want to do business, speak English. If you want to speak with God, speak Spanish. Hmm. 
and an um, one. yeah, it's kind of interesting. But it it gets at like you can arrive different places when you have different language structures, and you know the origin of the language, the sounds of the language, the way it flows.、Mm-hmm. Um, And some words and idioms just do not translate well at all.、Um, there's a lot of English writers that are not nearly as funny、mm-hmm. if you try to translate them. Right. Yeah. And equally, there are things that sound great in Spanish and don't make any sense in English、Absolutely. if it's a literal translation.、Um, so anyway, yeah, bicultural, bilingual media,、uh, win-win for everybody. Key finding number two: Most residents were satisfied with the ability to get news about Colorado and their community, and most said that they could access news about Colorado and their community in Spanish. So that's actually really significant.、Um, if we set out thinking that we're really inadequate, and actually the response we got back from at least these survey respondents was actually we think the media is doing a pretty good job. Of、uh, satisfying our news needs,、um, that tells us something. I mean, that's really nice. I think what was it, one hundred and fifty plus respondents ish? Fifty-five.、Mm, yeah, one fifty-five.、Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good to hear from them. But I, it's even more of a like a sign that like we can still keep like moving forward and doing more. You know. Yeah, and、uh, and when we get to、um, more detail about that word satisfied, we can kind of unpack it because. I think the majority said somewhat satisfied,、mm. and it wasn't like a totally satisfied.、Um, yeah, definitely. Number three was that residents are highly familiar with most of these local media outlets.、Um, so that's good news. That's great <laughs> for us. For yeah. <laughs> and most said that they engage with、uh, at least two for their information. Uh, moving on with the key findings, while residents relied on a wide range of sources for state and local news, they were most likely to access these via their phone. So that's really important as we think about、um, kind of our solutions. So we'll get towards some of the proposals that these organizations have come up with that we want to go back to Colorado Media Project with.、Um, but this piece that most people are engaging with news on their phone.、Uh, And I don't know if that's true of、um, you know the majority of English speakers in the valley. That's true on a from a marketing standpoint. I heard a few years ago that it's about eighty percent of people access content on the internet with their cell phone. So it's pretty true across the board, from what I understand. But especially for particular communities, it's interesting to hear more information about that. You know, I was recently chastised for. Not having my email on my phone, but I like really enjoy making a conscious conscious choice that I'm going to sit down and engage with something. And and I kind of feel similarly. If I'm reading a news article, I might be more inclined to just scroll.、Um, there's something different, especially about I think print, and I'm biased because I edit a newspaper.、Um, but it's a lot easier to sit down and really. Take something in and give it your full attention.、Um, I mean, yes, respectfully. I somewhat、mm-hmm. disagree,、yeah. only because the benefit of mobile use. Sorry, I, we're a little bit off on a tangent, but the benefit of mobile use is getting to piecemeal stories and not feel like you're stuck having to go through the entire publication at that very moment.、Mm-hmm. So you know, if you're on public transportation, and I know the the 
data Wi-Fi around this county is pretty spotty. But if you're if you have ten, fifteen minutes to kill, then a few articles is something you can do instead of having to find a copy and go through the entire thing. So yeah, and Greg here at the station had just mentioned to me he really likes about Colorado Sun, which is an only web-based news source. Um, that they really pepper their stories with links. And so one of those where you're reading one article and you might end up like shooting off 10 tabs um, where you can really dive into an issue in depth. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So continuing along with these key findings from our survey to Spanish-speaking residents in the Roaring Fork Valley, um, uh, it was said that the most important purpose of state and local media is to hold the powerful accountable, to provide information about emergencies, and to connect people with their community. True? Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the, the ethos, right, with news, is we should be doing all of those things. And Absolutely. I think it's even more so now that the community has specifically said these are what's important to us. Mm-hmm. Residents also said that they want to see state and local media provide explanations of complicated state and local issues and report facts without taking positions. And in terms of desired content, uh, Valley residents were more interested in, most interested in seeing information about services. So that was something we heard um, from Zabdi when she was going around and hand delivering this survey to people, she was actually having people say, Hey, by the way, do you know like where there might be access to like free legal consultation or like a medical checkup? Um, and so I think, you know, with our Valley so full of so many nonprofits servicing those purposes and more, um, yeah, just that importance of connecting people being the bridge Definitely. All right. So, um, yeah, four out of 10 of our respondents were bilingual. We are getting into kind of more of the nitty gritty here. Um, and we did have 17% who only speak English respond to the survey. So thank you to them too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, Half of the respondents said they were uh, first generation. So that's super key, uh, mm. I think. Um, so we reached 49% first generation immigrated to the United States from another country, whereas um, 23% uh, considered themselves 1.5 generation, born in another country, then moved to the U.S. as a child or a teen really important i think that distinction because moving as an adult is very different than mm -hmm. when you have vague childhood memories of the country you're born but you've more or less lived your life here um and then 11 percent were second generation parents born in another country and 18 percent of respondents were third generation so one thing that we've really enjoyed talking about with this is like just really the fact that Spanish-speaking residents of the Roaring Fork Valley is not a homogenous group. It is people of widely varying socioeconomic status. Um, it's all these different generations, people who maybe have been here five, six generation, um, and people from different countries, uh, people of different political views, um, 
so much diversity within that when we say you know spanish speaking people it's it's uh it's a very textured group mhm definitely uh so more findings uh residents were most likely to say they were most interested in local news about their city or town um probably county as well as up there with 18%. Um, you know, I think this is what's where obviously local media fills in the gap, right? Because you can get international news, you can get national news in Spanish, but yeah, um, it's when it gets more down to the nitty gritty local that that might be missing. Well, and when you get that local news, not to advocate for my own work, um, but like, I I find that people enjoy hearing about what's happening within the 10, 15 mile radius of where they live and the places their kids go to school and things like that. And they're so interested in responding to that sort of information or event in comparison to, say, you know, the ability or lack thereof to respond to state issues, mm-hmm. um, you know. So I, I can see why people are interested in that sort of more nuclear um, news setup. Yeah, it's easy to feel overwhelmed um, when, you know, the uh, national stage or international is so daunting and there's very little we as individuals can do. But that's not true about your town, your community. There's so much we can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. For people just tuning in, this is Raleigh Burley with the Soper Sun, joined by Haddison Rinsbury of KDNK News, a.k.a. Hattie Rinsbury with the Soper Sun. And um, we have the Bronco Babblers right outside the door. You can probably hear Steve's booming voice making its way under the cracks. Uh, And we're going over the um, presentation that local media of the Valley gave, um, including... The Aspen Daily News, KDNK, La Tricolor, Aspen Public Radio, The Aspen Times, Aspen Journalism, The Post Independent, and The Soper Sun, of course. Um, and so these responses that we received to a big survey we put out and kind of like going to get toward some of the proposals that we have come up with. Um, Lay it on me. Yeah. So let's see what you think of these. Okay. Hattie. Okay. I'm ready. All right, so solution number one, to invest resources to translate local reporting for publication and broadcast into Spanish. Kind of an obvious one. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely be doing more of that, and I would be super excited to get more of that on our airwaves and in our in our hot little hands. Mm-hmm. Solution number two, build a shared database of local Hispanic slash Latino slash Latinx voices interested in speaking with local media in English or Spanish on a variety of issues. Hmm. Okay. So what does that look like? Right. Yeah. I think this one to me was a little more confusing, but, um, so Breeze Richardson, executive director of Aspen, um, public radio kind of explained it as like, you know, with uh, newsrooms that are predominantly Anglo, um, one may presume that the contacts are also presumably Anglo. And so trying yeah. to just, yeah, like get more of a pool of resources that can be drawn upon people who are willing to speak to the media on a variety of issues 
um, you know, professionals as well as everyday people that might, you know, live in a certain place and be able to speak to a certain experience from firsthand experience. Um, that sure. Sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, that sounds valuable. And I'm excited to see where we could go with something like that because we do need more, you know, Latinx and more diverse community voices involved in that. And it gets better. The solutions. Oh, I think, heck. They oh, get heck. More and more robust as we go. So, solution number three create a shared space online to aggregate local media content published in Spanish. Oh, okay. Tell me more about that. Okay. So, it's a little nebulous right now. This one has me the most excited um, in combination with another one, which we'll get to. Uh, Chief Kirk Wilson. So I'll get to that in a second. Um, so basically, this would be like a web platform, not Facebook, but its own independent web kind of portal. Um, and so web or phone friendly. So it works for that right. kind of finding. Um, but maybe just like a scrolling feed of news stories relevant to the Roaring Fork Valley in Spanish or maybe a mix of Spanish and English. Um, and so that could be from all these media sources, um, you know, audio clips or full stories and maybe linking to websites or maybe it can expand out right there, but you can scroll through and see the latest and then what Kirk Wilson, um, chief of police here in Carbondale, brought to my attention was to include, you know, emergency dispatch information, include things from the school district, other vetted official information, press releases, things we know are coming out in Spanish could also be consolidated there. Yeah, yeah, that definitely seems like a worthwhile inclusion to bring in those sort of vetted press release concerns as well to give people the best information possible. Right. So it'd be like a one-stop shop. Yeah, and hopefully. Yeah. So the next solution is to establish a shared managing editor. So this would be a full-time salaried position with benefits to assist local media with collaboration, translation, and support the creation of more news and information in Spanish. And ideally, this is someone who's part of the Latinx community. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean having an authority on those sorts of ideas is important. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I see like solution three, which we just went over, I think would need solution four as well. Like you would, you would actually need somebody, a brain consolidating all these things and coordinating it. So, um, Mm -hmm. something to work in tandem with that solution. Mm -hmm. Those are my personal favorites is like a three, four combo. If we can pull it off. Okay. But there is a five. Okay. And five is really good too to create a community advisory council to meet with local media monthly, share story ideas, provide feedback, and help grow awareness. Um, Which, similar to Katie and Kids Community Advisory Board. Yeah. I mean, um, I think having a board is really important. I think it will probably be one of those solutions that may have to come after other solutions Mm -hmm. because also coordinating a board is difficult and and building one is difficult. But I think it's that doesn't make it any less valuable as a solution. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just I think I would also like you pick some that would go together and some that would be sort of like in in an order of, of ability to organize them. 
Well, in six, which is the most robust of all, and I've been told this could be, you know, a few years down the line, but to establish a 501c3 nonprofit Spanish news and information service in the Valley, having its own board of directors, staff, and operating budget. I mean, that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, that would be such a cool way to serve the community. It definitely seems like something to work up to because building an entire news and information service from scratch is not easy, but it's so worthwhile as far as I can tell. I'll tell you just my personal thought is El Sol del Valle has grown and now is being shared by Aspen Daily News. And so just, you know, a little dream would be to see that seed grow into its own independent organization that could partner with the Sopra Sun and other organizations. But of course, that that requires a lot of authentic buy-in and the right people willing to step up, put the time in with a board of directors, time away from family, time away from paying jobs. It takes, mm-hmm. you know, donors. It takes a whole base um, to, to make that happen. But, uh, you know, it's all possible. It's a work in progress. Exactly. Well, we are just about out of time. Um, I want to thank you, Hattison Rinsbury, for sitting in on Everything Under the Sun. This would have been uh, my monotonous, monotone voice, um, putting people to sleep. It would have been a danger I said for no drivers. such thing, Raleigh Burley. I said, do you have a buddy for I'm this saying it. segment? I'm saying that <laughs> icy conditions exist, and uh, and we need people alert on the roads, so thank you. Okay, well, I'm happy to provide vehicular safety audio stay tuned for bronco babble speaking of staying alert um and thanks for tuning in you can find a fresh edition of the soper sun in stands today and uh and we hope that you do and enjoy it and we even have some copies here at katie and k all right well thanks so much and stay tuned thanks riley